Hey there, and welcome to this episode of Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. It is a brand new name for the same old podcast, but with a fresh new look. Today, we're going to be talking all about why the name shift from the Movement and Mindfulness podcast to Self Kind. And I'm going to be sharing a little bit about the word that I'm using to lead myself into 2022. So stay tuned. Hi, and welcome to Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. This is a podcast about what it means to be, live, and move through a lens of self kindness. We'll look at the ways self kindness can underpin our practices in movement, mindfulness, and mindset to support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's get into the show. So, hello, and welcome to this. It's episode 134. But it also kind of feels like episode one because I've just changed the name of the podcast. Um, if you've been following me anywhere for any length of time, you know that I've made quite a few changes recently. One of them being my Instagram handle. I went from um, Erica Webb Yoga to being Erica Webb underscore self kind. Um, I've changed the name of my online space. It used to be the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio and now it's called the Self Kind Hub. And now the podcast has changed names. We've gone from the Movement and Mindfulness podcast to self-kind. So everything is kind of aligning under one kind of theme. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that today, um, just to give you some, I guess, background around why I have made that shift. But I think it's also a really good reminder at the beginning of this new year about the approach that I take to the work that I do and the way that I help support people. So I think it's a good kind of like refresher for myself and for and for you listening as well. Um, the other thing I thought I would do today as well is share my 2022 word. I love to pick a word. I used to pick multiple words. I think I used to pick like three, um, but I love the idea of a single word. One of the things that's been really transformative for me over the years is choosing words that kind of identify what it is I want to be feeling at any given time. And I haven't been consciously doing this on a sort of day-to-day basis, but sometimes I used to, I don't anymore, but I think that one of the, it sort of just has stuck with me, this sort of idea of like what embodies or what holds the feeling of what it is that I want to be experiencing in my, you know, day, moment, year, month, whatever kind of period of time that we might think about. So I'm going to share a little bit more about that as well. Um, That's not a practice that I came up with myself. That's something that a coach shared with me, Um, a couple of coaches actually, and I've kind of molded it to fit what works for me. But first, happy new year. I um, this, when this goes out, it's the 6th of January 2022, which is a wild prospect. Um, it really does feel like two years have just sort of swept by in a bit of a haze. Um, but, you know, welcome to 2022. Um, I, I'm going to skip the goal setting conversation because we did talk a little bit about that last week. Um, but one thing that I do want to say is that everywhere that we have turned this week, um, has been full of, oh, how do I want to say it? Rem, you know, reminders of just how hard things have been over the last couple of years on a global scale and the the very stark reality that we're not kind of through it, right? And so it becomes ever more important and, you know, consistently evident that as we think about what it is that we want, um, 
in terms of how we want to feel and, and the behaviors that we want to engage in and how we want to support ourselves to feel the best we can. It is increasingly, you know, shown to us that we have to be realistic. And this isn't to say that we shouldn't aim high, that we shouldn't have big dreams and goals. I absolutely do. But to be really realistic about what it is that we can do on any given day. And so this is why this idea of movement snacks, which I share about regularly, is really important when it comes to creating a movement practice or a movement habit, as well as like, you know, any kind of mindfulness or meditation practice that you want to be engaging in. It has to be really simple and really straightforward as at least a starting point, right? So just a reminder, like six days into this new year, if you're like, oh my goodness, I've already like fallen off the you know, quote unquote wagon. Um, and I haven't done the things that I said I wanted to do. Please give yourself space to be human in that process. Please give yourself space to make it simpler, to make it easier. We are, you know, gluttons for punishment in some ways because we set the bar impossibly high. What would happen if you just committed to one small thing, you know, five minutes unrolling your mat and just committing to, to five minutes We don't do it because it doesn't sound like enough, but could you imagine the feeling when you actually show up for those five minutes, you know, day after day or week after week or whatever it is, and then we can build from that. Part of the process of goal setting or of moving towards what it is we want is like creating all these little moments of evidence and pockets of proof that we can do the thing that we're setting out to do. And it's a lot easier to do that when we're not committing to like wild, crazy Um, kind of impossible goals, like doing something for, you know, two hours every day when we've only got room in the calendar for 20 minutes, right? So that's all I want to say about goals, because we're going to talk about something different today. But just to kind of remind you about that, remind myself as well, because I can be a little grandiose with these things too. Um, And it's not to squash our dreams. It's not to um, make them smaller. It really is a reflection of the fact that we... (sighs) I don't know, we just have this all or nothing thinking so so much of the time and giving ourselves space to lower our expectations and to do less can sometimes open the door to so much more, even though that's not necessarily the goal in pulling back. Anyway, I digress. We are going to talk about Self-Kind, the podcast. Why have I changed the name? Why am I going with this sort of new uh, word that I've made up, bringing self and kind together uh, without a hyphen? How, how dare I? Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. So the podcast has been going for nearly two years. I think it'll be two years in April. And look, if you don't know this about me already, here's something that is I, I know to be absolutely true about myself. I don't spend a lot of time thinking before I act, which can sometimes be a really good thing, sometimes not. Um I sometimes think of myself as being quite an overthinker, but once I have made a decision to do something, I just do it. I get it done. And so I tend to, you know, I don't labor over, over things that feel unimportant. And for whatever reason, the name of the podcast seemed less important at the time of launching than simply getting it out there and getting it done. So I put like some thought into the podcast name for sure. The podcast name that I thought I was going to use actually was taken. So I changed it right at the beginning. Um, But then over time, 
I realized that the names that I'd chosen for lots of things were just kind of long and clunky and didn't accurately reflect what it is that I want to offer to the world and what I do offer to the world. And so when I went through this process of sort of sitting down and thinking like, what what captures what I want to say? I played with a whole bunch of different things. And if you were in my corner while I was trying to figure this out, I thank you for your patience because I know that it was a lot. Um, And I thought I had landed on something that I absolutely adored. But when I kind of ran it by a couple of people that I trust, um, it didn't have the immediate kind of impact or it didn't mean the same thing to them as it did to me. So it took a little bit of tweaking. And finally, I landed on this, what, ultimately very simple self-kind. And I thought, you know what, this completely represents what it is that I am trying to do for myself and the thing that I I want to support others to do and that I help others to do inside the self-kind hub and here on the podcast um, and with my one-on-one clients as well. And ultimately this name is a reflection of the fact that I really believe that we can only get so far with feeling the way that we want to feel and with treating ourselves the way that we want to be treated um, before we're going to come up against the need for self-kindness. As far as I'm concerned, self-kindness is like a prerequisite for the things that we want to feel. I'm trying to, I realize I'm stumbling over my words a little bit, but you know, so many of us want to feel calm and like we can trust ourselves and confident and um, embodied and connected. And all of these things, I think, lay not on the other side of, because it's very much, you know, not a defined process. There's no start, there's no end. It's kind of ongoing. Um, But they lie in the midst of this exploration of self-kindness. Because without kindness, we very much risk being in a punitive, punishing, adversary, me versus it relationship with ourselves. And that doesn't feel great. It is, to be fair, what most of us are used to, though, because it's kind of what we're taught. Um, And so, you know, self-kindness for me was absolutely the thing that's transformed my I hate that word, but anyway, it is, it is representative of what happened. It's the thing that's kind of transformed my relationship with myself. And it is absolutely the thing that when I speak to people who work with me, um, it's the thing that they will most often mention is, you know, this idea that they've learned to be more kind towards themselves and to treat themselves that way. Um, I guess the thing about that is one of my concerns moving into kind of like changing the name of everything is that I didn't want to lose the fact that I am a movement teacher, right? So there's movement and there's mindset and mindfulness all kind of wrapped up in what I do. But self-kindness absolutely underpins our movement practices as well, which is sometimes hard to recognize, I think, because movement and exercise sometimes don't feel um, kind to a lot of people. Um, so the self-kindness, it really speaks to both how we move our body and not even necessarily how, but like the intention behind it, um, as opposed to the modality, the, the mindset that we bring both to our movement and our life in general and our self-care. Um, and 
it, it underpins these things, plus it's kind of just like this overarching um, idea, I suppose. So that's why I have renamed everything, because self-kindness to me is the thing that holds everything else up and kind of umbrellas over the top of everything else that we're moving towards. Um, we will not find self-acceptance on the other side of self-punishment. We will not find calm you know, in the midst of being in adversary relationship with ourselves. That doesn't mean that we never have those experiences. I absolutely, just the other day was saying something, um, my hip's been giving me a little bit of grief over the last few days. And you can hear that my hip's been giving me a little bit of grief. That is an adversary statement. Um, so like I'm making my point abundantly clear here that we, it doesn't mean that those things disappear. It's in those words, you know, like um, my my back is killing me, my knee is uh, the worst, all these sorts of things that are kind of like subconscious language things that we've picked up um, that point to being in adversary relationship with ourselves or with our body. Um, it can be in the language that we use around, I missed a practice, I'm the worst. I didn't show up for yoga today, so I'm so bad. It's in all of that language. And so it doesn't disappear because we're all in that, right? That's our conditioning. That's our what we've practiced for potentially many decades. So it doesn't just disappear, but it's this process of seeing those things and being like, hmm, that's kind of interesting and, and potentially kind of curious. Um, what would it feel like if instead of, you know, um, me talking to this hip that has been giving me a little bit of grief, I think, you know, gosh, like that hip is being kind of loud. Like what do I need to to pay attention to here? Um, or, you know, I didn't show up for my yoga practice today. Did, you know, did I, like maybe I missed an opportunity to move towards how I want to feel. Um, how can I make it simpler or easier for myself to show up tomorrow or to do it now? It's about kind of changing our approach and our relationship with those things. And so the movement itself too can be kind, you know, being in response and being proactive, both things, you know, they're, they're different things, but they can exist at the same time. Being proactive and responsive to what our body actually needs, how it is we actually feel rather than kind of just having this blanket approach of like, I'll do X, Y, Z um, without ever consulting with, you know, whether that seems like, the best plan for me today or not. And so there's kindness in the way that we choose to move. I talk a lot about, you know, movement blind spots and um, this idea that we want to move beyond just these habitual patterns that we have. And to me, that is very kind because when we can move with more clarity and more control and more sort of robust range, we feel better. And when we feel better, that to me is an, a significant act of self-kindness when we're listening to what is there when we're noticing when we're paying attention that is an act of self-kindness and so the kindness is everywhere it's wrapped up in all the elements so that is like I was going to say that's the um you know in a nutshell it wasn't a very small nutshell but that is in a nutshell why I have chosen to change the name and hopefully gives you a little bit more in terms of like why is that self-kind piece so important to me and why is it kind of at the heart of what I share. So I, I hope that resonates with you. And I would love to know, I've had heaps of really lovely feedback over on social media, particularly on Instagram. Um, and 
it just makes my day. Like so many people have actually reached out and said like, oh, I see you in this so much more. You know, this seems to embody who you are and what you say and what you do um, with far more clarity than I've seen before. And I love that because, you know, sometimes we have this idea of ourselves and our work and we think, what does the world see? Because we don't know, right? Like in some ways it's just none of our business, but also like we want to know, right? Like I'm always so curious. And so that's been really lovely to to get that feedback. So thank you to everyone who has um, reached out because it, it really does make a difference. This podcasting and, and Instagram world can sometimes feel a little bit like a echo chamber, you know, and um, it is just beyond wonderful to hear from you. So thank you for that. So that is the story around self-kind. Um, I wanted to share a little bit about my word for 2022 as well and encourage you to perhaps think about doing something similar um, or yeah, that's what I'm going to say. So my word for 2022 is going to be, well, it's two words technically, because I want it to be, I wanted it to be action oriented, which is something that my coach, um, Shante Cofield, the movement maestro, who's been on this podcast before, and it's a fantastic episode. Um, if you haven't tuned into it, definitely do. But she encouraged me to make sure that my word was action oriented, right? So that I, it actually had movement in embedded in it. So I am, you know, committing to be bold in 2022. And This to me is an act of self-kindness too, which is probably no surprise because, you know, that is the thing. Um, But for me, having this word going into 2020, well, that's hard to say. We're going to have to say that for a whole year. Going into 2022, this feels like a real mouthful. Um, It is, for me, a way of claiming more of myself, claiming to show up as more of who I am, of uh, you know, in a, like a bold way, right? So just kind of being willing to take up more space, being willing to be heard, being willing to have opinions, being willing to uh, be seen, to be vulnerable, to, to do all these things. So to me, boldness is uh, an act of self-kindness because it's giving me, I'm giving myself permission to show up as more of who I am, to show more of the sides of myself that I particularly like, right? Not that I'm going to hide parts of myself, but I have a really playful, silly kind of comical side um, that I've hidden for a really long time because I, I don't know what it was, you know, when you were little and we're, we're a certain way and then we get sort of squashed and we get made smaller. And then I'm like, why am I only this way in front of, you know, some people? Um, Anyway, so it's for me, that's part of it is, is showing more of that side of me, um, really not, not um, just not stifling myself, right? Not kind of squashing myself, um, but letting myself take up more space, letting myself be bold. And so I'm excited about that. You know, something really simple, even from the point of view of, of the podcast is like, it can be so uncomfortable to share that and to ask for shares and likes and subscriptions and um, to ask for you to leave reviews and to do all of those things. But bold for me, being bold is going to mean, you know, asking for that more often, Um, which even as I say it, I'm like, oh, I feel a little bit gross saying that. But, you know, that for me is bold because this podcast means a lot to me and I know that it can help people. I know that it can support them on their own, um, you know, 
exploration of self-kindness. So why wouldn't I ask for the shares, right? Like, why wouldn't I ask for the reviews? Um, So that's part of this. So if you have a word, I really would love to hear it. I would love for you to come over and find me on Instagram. Remember, I've changed my name over there. It's Erica Webb underscore self-kind of course. Um, I would love you to come and share your word. I've actually put up my word on Instagram and I, and there's, you know, a few people have commented with their word and I love reading them. It's so cool. Um, or, you know, send me a DM, let me know. I know there's a few people going out into 2022 with the word bold. And I think, you know, maybe that's something that the last couple of years have uh, shown us, you know, is like, take up more space, be, be more of yourself because, like what other options are there? Right. Um, so I would love to hear. And if you don't yet have a word and you like the idea of it, um, you know, take a little bit of time just to sit with it and to ponder, like what would embody the way that you want to show up or the way that you want to feel or the, you know, for me, it's almost like a guiding idea or a guiding feeling or a guiding concept um, to sort of make decisions and be like, is this, you know, if, if, if I want to be bold, is this decision that I'm making leading me in that direction or is it, you know, the opposite? Um, and so, you know, in past years I've had different words. Like last year I think, um, I keep forgetting what my word was last year, um, I think it was courageous, um, which was great. I liked that word, uh, even though I possibly didn't remember it all year long. Um, in previous years, like I said, I've had more than one word and, I, and I'm, and i of course, now going to struggle to tell you. But in some instances, I've definitely had words like calm, spacious, um, words that kind of made me feel more peaceful and content. Um, so, you know, the word can be anything. I just wanted to give you a few examples. But um, if you are, you know... Like, like I was saying at the beginning, I don't overthink these things. Bold popped into my head straight away and I was like, that's my word. Done. <laughs> Sold. Are there other words that could embody what I want? Absolutely. There's probably, you know, a dictionary full of them. Um, but it just has to be, I think, just something that you go, you know, you feel it deep in your gut or in your heart or in your head, wherever it is you feel things as like, oh, that fits, like that feels good. And that was what bold felt like to me. It was like, oh, yeah, and a little bit, maybe a little bit scary on the edges, you know, like a little bit of like or excitement um, for sure, something that makes you feel excited. And and um, even if it's not a, that kind of like fizzy, action-oriented excitement, but just like, oh, imagine if, you know, imagine I could embody this. How good does that feel? Um, I think it's a lovely thing just to have as an anchor because sometimes – we can forget that we do have some level of choice around how we feel and what, you know, how we move towards that. Um, And I say some level because, you know, things happen all the time and we're not always going to feel that way. You know, I know that throughout 2022, there's going to be things that I do that are not me being bold, that are me, you know, actively not being bold. Um, And so it's not about you know, this, this idea is not about then, what am I trying to say? This idea is not about then kind of beating yourself up for how many times you don't do that. It's more this like, what do I want to embody? How do I want to feel? And so like a really good word would be kindness, kind. I want to feel kind, self-kind towards myself. Um, 
and like notice how it actually feels in your body because I think that's really important. So that is enough from me. We're creeping up towards the half hour mark. So I want to leave it there. But like I said, I would love to hear, you know, if you've got a word um, or words or, you know, even goals moving into 2022. Um, and yeah, welcome to, to self-kind. I think that it's going to be a perfect fit. Um, a reminder that my name has changed over on Instagram. So if you're following me over there, just remember that I'm at Erica Webb underscore self-kind. Um, and obviously, if you're listening to this, you found me on your on your player, um, but you will no longer find me under the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. You will find it under Self-Kind with Erica Webb. And Self-Kind is one word. So I don't know if that'll be confusing, but we will see. Time will tell. So until next week, keep being kind to yourself. And I have got some guests coming up too. So been a little bit light on the guests this year or the the sort of tail end of this year. And that was an act of self-kindness too, because, you know, sometimes lining guests up and and doing all the stuff around that, um, it's more work and it's work that I want to do. But also there are periods of time where, you know, I let it be easier and record the podcasts on my own. Um, But I have got a couple of guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. And I'm really looking forward to sharing those conversations with you. Um, But come find me. I'd love to chat. And I hope your week, your day, whenever it is we next chat um, is great. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Kind. If you loved it, why not share it? And while you're there, take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. I'd love you to come hang out with me more too. You'll find me over on Instagram at EricaWeb underscore selfkind. And you can sign up for my e-newsletter by heading to my website, ericaweb.com.au. While you're there, you can also read up more about the Self Kind Hub and other ways of working with me. Until next time, keep being kind to yourself. Bye.